This episode is brought to you by Goalie. Did you know the University of Michigan did a study that found over 80% of apps for kids are designed to lure them into longer gameplay and more in-app purchases? Goalie decided it was time for this to end. Unlike the Kindle and iPad that have endless ads and potentially dangerous content, Goalie is a tablet with only apps that build independent kids. It has no web browser, no social media, and no ads, ever. It has award-winning learning apps like Khan Academy, Duolingo ABC, and Starfall, and the best part? It's completely parent-controlled. In my house, we use Goalie's kids' calendar to teach my son how to stay on task. He learns life skills like how to make a sandwich by watching one of the hundreds of video classes and can practice it by following along with one of the 50 pre-made routines. As a dad, there's no better feeling than knowing that my son is becoming more independent every day. For more information and to try Goalie risk-free for 30 days, visit getgoalie.com. That's G-E-T-G-O-A-L-L-Y.com and use the code THEAUTISMDAD to save 10%. This episode is brought to you by Acing Autism. Welcome to a world where every serve and volley opens up a universe of possibilities for children on the autism spectrum. This is Acing Autism, a place where kids aged 5 to 18 can thrive through the power and joy of tennis. At Acing Autism, we believe in nurturing growth, fostering social connections, and enhancing physical fitness. Our affordable tennis programs are tailored to each child's unique needs with one-on-one -on -one support from dedicated volunteer buddies. If your child needs extra care, we're ready with additional support, be it another volunteer, a parent, or a BCBA specialist right there on the court. Join us for our fun-filled weekend sessions that run for six to eight weeks. Each session is a step towards confidence, skill, and a vibrant social life for your child. Worried about costs? Acing Autism offers scholarships because we believe every child should have a chance to shine. And remember, age is just a number. We're here for your child, your teenager, and upon request, we extend our love for the game beyond 18. Acing Autism isn't just about tennis. It's about setting the stage for a brighter, more confident future. For more information, visit acingautism.org. That's A-C-E-I-N-G-A-U-T-I-S-M.org to learn more about scholarships and find a location near you. Serve up some joy, enroll your child today, and let's ace autism together. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski. As a single dad to three amazing autistic kids, I've been the go-to resource for parents across the globe navigating neurodivergence since 2010. Building on the success of my award-winning blog, The Autism Dad, this podcast provides parents raising autistic or neurodivergent kids with comfort, community, resources, and validation. You'll also hear inspiring stories from parents just like you, reminding you that you're not alone. So don't miss out. New episodes drop every Monday and Wednesday. Subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and visit theautismdad.com for more information. On this week's episode of the Autism Dad podcast, we're closing out season six. It's been a long season and the podcast has grown exponentially. I'm so grateful for all the love and support we've received along the way. And I wanted to close things out by sitting down with Kelly and just having a conversation about what our autism parenting journeys have been like as we kind of reflect back on 2023. Uh, we talk about what her experience was getting her daughter diagnosed earlier this year and some things that we are looking forward to in 2024. And then before we close the episode out, you guys are going to hear from Aria, Kelly's seven-year-old daughter. And she's just going to share a little bit about herself and talk about some of the things that she likes and how school's going and just has a message of positivity that she would love to share with you guys. It's super adorable. You don't want to miss it. Thank you all so much for taking the time to tune in. I appreciate all the love and support. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. All right. So we are now officially at the final episode for season six. Uh, I think it's 
episode 57. I think it's a record. I have not put that many episodes out in a year before. So that was really cool. But so I talked to the boys and now Kelly and I are sitting down and we're just going to kind of do like a reflection of 2023 and just talk about some of the stuff that's gone on and what we look forward to in 2024 or however the conversation evolves. I, okay. I, <laughs> I feel like that's just, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just see what happens. So I don't know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Anyhow, <laughs> so much fun. This is what like lack of sleep and more lack of sleep gets you a little slap happy. Yes, that's yeah. for sure. So 2023 is like coming to a close here in the next, well, as we're recording the next like 10 or 15 days ish. What, you know, what were some of the pivotal things that you experienced in, in 2023? Um, well, Aria was diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. Um, it took us a long time to get in for the evaluation. The wait, so, wait list. Yes. I felt like, I mean, we discussed at the end of her preschool year, the previous year, to have her get tested. Okay. And she didn't get tested until the March of her kindergarten year, which is that whole next school year. So it took mm. that long from May to March before she could get in for an evaluation even with us on the wait list if somebody canceled so that was frustrating yeah having an ip that wasn't for autism that yeah it still was for her social skills stuff but it wasn't reflecting accurately who she was as a person so she had the evaluation mm-hmm. and she was officially diagnosed with autism which i figured that's what was was going to be the evaluation like other people were shocked like oh my gosh she is because a lot of times people don't realize she is um yeah yeah because She's so chatty and friendly and like huggy and everything because a lot of people yep. try to think of the the more stereotypical, stereotypical autistic child. And um, so when her diagnosis came through, a lot of people that I know were surprised. I, I think it was kind of more difficult like, trying to convince people that, yes, she is, that it, that yeah. <laughs> that know her and yep. stuff. And then... Um, and then getting that oh i'm so sorry and i'm like oh and and i'm just like can you not say you're sorry because to me she is who she is and she's amazing just the way she is that is very true yes so i look at it as you know in in both my kids i mean my son has different diagnoses and he's amazing the way he is Mm -hmm. you know and i wouldn't have him any other way either because you know he's he, he's my firstborn he's my he's my guy he's yeah, he he's i know it's like it was me and him for a long time <laughs> so it's like he's I mean, we have a very good relationship and i wouldn't want to change that either you guys do have a very good relationship yeah we do and i i've i've commented on that to you yeah many times like i i really think well a you're doing a fantastic job thank you and and you have you really do have such a good relate like your kids can come and talk to you about anything true and not 
feel judged or ridiculed or embarrassed or anything like that. I wish that I had that with my kids. Like I'm working on it. I feel like it's a lot closer to that now than what it used to be because I'm super weird about stuff. So like I would get uncomfortable with some conversations and things like that and I would get all whatever, but I'm doing better. I I really think though that for me, it goes back to when I was teaching because I would have kids ask the craziest stuff all the time i can only imagine <laughs> and yeah that's a whole different episode and uh, so um what the crazy things kids ask and um so nothing really phases me with kids questions because i had years of teenagers when i taught high school and middle school so it's just like it was a yeah. lot of, like more complex type questions and stuff and um because there was one week a year where they took they had a group of people come in and they took over my all the social studies classrooms being that we didn't have a state test they figured mm-hmm. hey you don't need to teach for a week and um so i just sit okay. in there i just sit in there though and like they would talk about like abstinence and diseases and in oh. relationships and stuff so yeah. that's where like a lot of those awkward questions would come into the presenters and sometimes they would look at me and i'm like and then i'm like okay i'm just this this is just the answer and yeah. and so when like if my son like whatever we had talks mm-hmm. about the talk the big talk you know to me it was just another conversation for him and I to have and it wasn't awkward just because the best way to do things is just answer it in a way they understand yeah straightforward no shame no shame whatsoever because I I didn't want him to ever feel embarrassed about a question or anything or uncomfortable coming to you with yeah that's the other thing you know so I said I've always said like if you have a question please ask me you know because I remember him coming home in third grade hearing stuff at recess and i'm like that's not what that means yeah because uh, a lot of his a lot of the people in his grade had older siblings and they were mm. knowing stuff that they shouldn't know at that age yeah. and um he would come home and tell me different things i was like okay so um we had a lot of very open frank discussions not sugarcoat explain in a way he mm-hmm. would get it that was kid friendly you know because you don't want to yeah go too far with stuff but uh you know and i'm easily the same way with aria too i mean but she's only seven so it's like we haven't had to bridge any of those kind of conversations i i know one of the things that i wanted to ask you and i don't know why i've never asked you this before but do you think because you said that like before she got her diagnosis that you like you suspected that's what was what it was going to be how much did your experience as a teacher play a role in that? I guess that makes sense. Or is it just like instinct? With her, it was more, more as I was observing her and mm-hmm. seeing what she was doing. And the more I read about autism, I was seeing different things Okay, that she was doing that was making a little bit more sense with it. Yeah. Um, I personally, in my classroom, like, yes, I've had some children who are autistic but not a ton because normally the students in my district that were autistic were in those more self-contained multi-handicap rooms Mm -hmm. um 
So a lot of times they weren't always mainstreamed into inclusion setting. Mm. Like gotcha. I would have a handful here and there, but like it was very, it wasn't that often. Well, it was, yeah. It wasn't enough that like you, it was, it started being like on your radar. Like you could pick kids out at the store. No. Um, yeah. But I typically dealt with kids that definitely had ADHD. Now ADHD. Mm. That's a whole other piece. I could spot that a mile away, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, but again, when you're a teacher, you can't say, Hey, your kid has ADHD. You know, like that's illegal. You can't do that. Like you can ask questions mm-hmm. in parent meetings and stuff but that's more the the school psych guidance counselor route like that's their yeah. that's their area hmm. you know i can see i can say like what i'm seeing academic and behavior wise in my room but not diagnostically diagnostically no yeah. All right. no so that 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 you definitely cannot do hmm. um so, so so you have so her IEP is all figured out and you're yes. happy with it. That's yes. a that's a big and it's a big accomplishment. Yes. And it's a very big. I know that that was stressful. Well, when she first got her diagnosis though, her IEP wasn't changed. Cuz at first the school district was like, "Oh, we don't need to change it until her next reeval in 3 years." No. So yeah. so the start of this school year, she had a different intervention specialist and I said to her, I was like, "Hey, I really don't like that it has her labeled as this. Mm-hmm. I would like her IEP to reflect her diagnosis, what she is. Like, she's autistic. It should be say yeah. autism IEP. And she's like, I agree with you. So she she went she went to bat for us. And they did a reval in a couple, it was last month, mm-hmm. near the end of last month when I met with them. And yeah, I remember it is that. now... The autism IP. So that is good to go for the next how many years? A couple of years. Yeah. yeah. So, that, so do, you, do you find that, like that's a relief? Yes. That was a big, that was a big stressor off the plate just okay. because. I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And totally they, get it. and they redid her um, goals. Mm-hmm. She tested a, out of OT. Okay. Um, Like there, well, not all the way, but she, she's just on consult. So like there Type is thing. as needed kind of thing. As needed. Yeah. 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 My kids were, my kids, my, well, they were at, uh, the they were at a school that was specific for kids with autism. And mm-hmm. They were in grade school and they started out with IEPs and then it got to the point where much like Aria, like there's, there's things that they just test out of. Yes. You know, and we ended up, the IEPs ended up falling off at some point. At, yes. Because the, school, the, the the structure of the school day itself was more than what they needed as far as accommodations and stuff like that goes. So, yeah, I. I well, I they said that. with her, um, with her reading abilities and everything, they're not seeing any academic concerns whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So they said that they could see eventually the IEP turning into a 504 as she gets older. Yeah. Um, just, but right now it's still the social skills type behavioral type supports with her. Yeah. You know, where like small issue versus big issue, you know, learning, learning those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, what is actually uh, a problem? 
what is actually a problem and what is not a problem so that is definitely um what we are working on now yeah i remember that is um you know just because people don't want to swing and they were already playing something is not the end of the world you can go swing or you can play with them yeah it's just like those regulatory it's 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 very small things Mm -hmm. like and her and i will have conversations when she's home when i check her behavior sheet for the day and i'm just like really (laughs) Uh, some of the stuff that she gets upset over um i'm definitely like okay um, let's have a little chat on you know is this a small because one of her goals is learning if things are a small or big issue so then her and i talk about with the language from her ip goal is is this a small problem and having or a big problem and then we talk about it and then we talk about again what her other goal is to pick a strategy to deal with it i i remember when gavin was aria's age he he well he's always been a perfectionist and he struggled with making mistakes you know like if he made a mistake it was like the end of the world and i remember having a conversation with arius similar to that kind of explaining like well you know i remember when gavin used to feel like this too and it was really tough for him it's okay like you're allowed to make mistakes everybody makes mistakes that's how we learn you know it's but there's like a there's there's just a i don't know what it is but they they tend to be brutal with themselves when it comes to that she um well we were laughing at her iep meeting because she had said something to her intervention specialist that my eraser doesn't work yeah i remember that (laughs) and and she's like yes it does aria it's never been used i know because i normally don't make mistakes so it doesn't work and so they had to literally show her how to use the eraser correctly which i was like she knows how to use an eraser but she just does not like to make a mistake that much Mm -hmm. and so with her reading and phonics she's so far ahead that yeah. she doesn't really make mistakes with that but now math they're learning as they go mm-hmm. that is more frustrating for her because she's not perfect at it yeah it's not coming as easily i mean even though she's when she's doing her testing it's average yeah it's average you know um and she came home with her testing and was like it's average are you mad and i'm like why would i be mad I'm like, average is fine, honey. It was just like, you're doing just fine. You're mm-hmm. doing great, you know? And um, like she was looking at her latest uh, assessments results and she was she was sad because she thought they should have been higher. But I said, or I was like, the way that test works is it leaves off where you were the last time you took it. And picks up. And picks up. Yeah. And it keeps asking her questions above her grade level because mm-hmm. she's knowing the stuff on there that's at her grade level. Yeah. That of what they've learned thus far. I hate testing. So so do I. And so I said to her, being that you aren't years ahead in math like you are in reading your math score is not going to be as high as your reading score anymore. Right. And that's okay. And not to freak out about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's she, a whole. 
yeah kids uh, you know <laughs> I, i'm 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 looking back and i remember a lot of that stuff with my kids and a lot of it was was gavin and even emmett because emmett was so far ahead of everybody else in his class in most subjects except there was one or two things that that he just wanted nothing to do with you know and so he didn't have that same interest it's so it's so funny how how similar things Mm -hmm. like are even though they're different kids different circumstances and different schools and and whatever there's a lot of a lot of overlap um so got the iep thing done that's a that's a big relief what um like what are you looking for uh in like 2024 it would be nice if andrew got his temps oh yes i just i want him to work towards getting his license that would be nice um so that's one thing because i would like to take him out driving Mm -hmm. (laughs) get him used to doing all of that and uh because he's keeps saying like he wants to get a job but you know it's not at the same time like you need to get your temps and start mm-hmm. saving up. You know, those trips to the gym. You know, you yes, can, yeah, yes, oh, all yeah. the all those trips to the gym he's been doing lately. So he, which good for him, which by is the way. really good for That's him. Good Very for him, proud of him that he's yeah. that he's doing all of that because he's he's putting up some. I went with him and he was putting up some serious. I was watching what he was doing mm-hmm. and. It's impressive because he's like, "Hey, come watch me," and I'm like, "Okay," and like he's sitting there throwing up these weights. I was like, yeah. "Dang!" It's like you're getting strong, bud. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so, um, so for him, temps, eventual license. I just had that same conversation with job. Well, I think Elliot next Emmett. year he's probably doing that program where you go to school for part of the day and then go to work. Okay. So it would be nice if he got his temps and then by the time school started next year he could yeah yeah that would be nice and then um are you ready for that i don't see i i honestly believe andrew will be responsible with that because mm-hmm. i can tell he's a little like uh, about it mm-hmm. you know um you know he i mean he can be goofy and silly but with that i know he would take it seriously where he wouldn't want yeah to be in an accident or anything like that so i think i think he would handle the responsibility well right um like how are are, like are you ready for it like like with me with my kids the idea of them driving like makes me feel like like if he's driving in town yes is he driving all the way to where his father lives? Mm. No. Like, that's just not not when he first gets a license. No. You know, yeah, that's going to take that. a little bit of time because Route 8 is a hot mess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And not very safe. And there's all that construction it's between our houses. It's awful. It is a nightmare. I mean, it's it's horrible for us to navigate, let alone a new driver. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's so. A good point. Um, with that, so with Aria, just seeing her keep growing, mm-hmm. I got got her the flashcards. We're working on math flashcards. Yeah, no, I know. I, I saw yes, those. and the dice. We roll the dice. 
to try to add that way too. Oh, okay. Because you can see the dots. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. And that's um, clever. And so with the flashcards, we're working like zero plus one number, one plus a number, and two plus a number. So we're gonna get all those hammered out, and then once she's like with those, mm-hmm. like boom, 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 then we move on to three plus a number. And then once she can hammer those out, like I, I show it in and then five. Yes, then work the way up. up. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Trying to do the math facts because next year in second grade is where they'll get those sheets where they have to add and subtract, do the addition and subtraction problems as fast as they can. Yeah. Like you don't lose points if you like don't get it done or anything like that, but it's to see how fluent you are in your math skills and knowledge. Yeah. And if you have that background of just knowing your math facts, it will just help you in the long run. Yeah, because they're not teaching that now, right? The way they teach math right now, get me started. Because I'm a math, like, I love math. (laughs) I'm a nerd with math. I love algebra. Like, I, when I was a teacher, I'd see, like, algebra worksheets Mm -hmm. that a teacher made on the copier, and I'd take one, and I would do it for fun. I'm a weirdo, so <laughs> it's like I nerd. like that. I you am a nerd. nerd. I am a nerd. I know, but um, that's okay. I'm a nerd too. I was, I'm good at math, but um, yeah, just the way the new math yeah. ways. It's just like you have to because when I was trying to do the cards with Aria, she's like, I don't have my cubes because they have them use these cubes to count, and I'm like, oh, and I'm yeah. like, you need to be able to do it without cubes, baby. Yep. So that's so we're going to try to do adding and subtracting without cubes. It's her academic goal for me and her together. Yeah. Um, Social wise, just keep making more friends because being that she transferred to that new school this year, mm-hmm. I mean, she's doing well. But at the start of the year, it was little she was coming home. But now she's got a good, good little group of friends. Mm-hmm. And uh Met, met some of them today yes yes we did yes at her um readers theater yeah the gingerbread gingerbread woman girl thing today so <laughs> uh her little friends are nice and cute and stuff and um so yeah just her continuing to grow that way as well yeah those are good goals yes um me health-wise like trying to improve Mm-hmm. Some of those areas getting healthy, yeah. We're healthy. Um, this whole self care thing, self care thing, yep, yeah. And I mean, obviously, still be with you, like you know. Well, yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, I hope yeah. so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really bad to say otherwise, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Mightier. Mightier is a biofeedback-based video game platform that teaches kids to emotionally self-regulate. This leads to a significant reduction in meltdowns and parental stress. It's backed by science out of Harvard Medical and Boston Children's and has helped over 100,000 kids. For more information, visit theautismdad.com forward slash mightier. That's theautismdad.com forward slash M-I-G-H-T-I-E-R and use the code theautismdad22 to save 10%. As it, I, you know, I, I think like when I look back on 2023, I feel like it was 
it was a sort of it was a shift for me in my life and same it's like it started out rough like i really struggled at the beginning of the year and i i just sort of not been taking care of myself and i had to learn the hard way i had to be reminded the hard way because i i knew better but i just you get lost in everything that you're doing you know and uh reprioritized things and got back to the gym on a regular basis you and i connected and that was life altering in all the right ways all the best ways definitely and uh we've just been like kind of navigating life together ever since and and you know the working with my kids on the podcast has been huge that's been so much fun working with you on the podcast has been so much fun this is so much fun and you know and and all the stuff that gavin has accomplished you know and and him moving out next year i I just want to keep building and growing and you know um making the memories and enjoying the journey and not you know not get like tunnel visions or too focused on where i want to be but in but be present in the moment more than than i have been in the past i think so that's that's one of my that's one of my things i'm I'm just looking forward the holidays have been amazing i'm looking forward to christmas i'm looking forward to the new year and and all the stuff that we get to do together and the kids get along so well that is true and it's just it's just it's just awesome yeah it's very awesome aria is very excited that she gets to see her family on christmas eve and then you guys come over for Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. She's like, two days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best days ever. Best days ever. And um, it's so true. That's such <laughs> it's such an amazing outlook on life. That is true. You know, like the world would be a better place with more people like that. I think. Yeah, I will say though, part the biggest change for twenty twenty three was definitely you, because. I know like I was going through the stress of work and then um, dealing with getting Aria through mm-hmm. the diagnosis process, getting her diagnosis. And I remember just thinking like, well, what am I supposed to do now? I have a kid who has autism, whose test scores were insanely off the charts yeah. in kindergarten. And when you have a kid that's like that, they don't really give you much it's sort of like here's your diagnosis here you go and yeah. there wasn't a Push whole right lot of do this what and to do, this do, and do this. you know yeah. um right off the bat some mm-hmm. of that came a little bit later um but um because now more like she's anxious about stuff so now i have different things that we're working on with that but um you know so that's when i'd reached out so mm-hmm. Found your page, reached out, and then from there it turned into us all being friends. Yeah, all yeah. of this, like just messaging back and forth, and we became friends. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize we lived in we each lived in Ohio. I did not even know that you lived in Ohio when I first reached out to you. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I, like I knew I lived in Ohio. Well, I, I didn't know, know you, you did. I didn't but know you like, lived in Ohio. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously you did but i i did not know you also yeah. lived in ohio when i had sent that message on you know if you get a diagnosis and 
you don't really get help what are you supposed to do yeah that's it's so common and it's it's i i hate the way that we do that i wish if i could have like if i could control this for like a day i would that would be one of the things that i would change is how we talk to parents about a diagnosis and how we send them off because i think how we send them off like the tone of mm-hmm. how we do that can have such an impact you know parents are like their whole world is crashing around them and and they get sent out the door with a couple of pieces of paper and that's largely it well i had a call it was like a video call mm. type thing saying okay yep there's her diagnosis yes yeah, she is you know it is autism and then the reports in her my chart Oh, you didn't even get the courtesy of, no, even, of there's that, the door. That part wasn't even in person, you Jeez. know. And um, so then I printed it up and took it to the school so that they had wow. a copy. And um, yeah, it was. That's crazy. Well, that's why I was like kind of lost with that because, I mean, like I know how to deal with ADHD. I know how to deal with mm-hmm. dyslexia, but autism was new for me. You know, um, I mean, I, I, I didn't have like a whole ton in my classes when I was a teacher. Yeah. So like, but ADHD and dyslexia, I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can help that. Can navigate that. Yeah, I can navigate that real, real easily. But with the whole autism thing, I wasn't too sure. Yeah. What was going to be the best for her because. You know, we tried soccer. That didn't work very well. You know, mm. trying to socialize her, but but she would be running and be like, I'm so tired of running. And I'm like, well, honey, what do you think soccer is? Yeah. It's running. And then, yeah. and then like, then she's like, I want to do soccer again. And Andrew's like, no, you don't. He's like, let's go outside. So then he started like kicking a ball, making her run mm-hmm. after it. And also her, so she's like, I don't this isn't fun. And he's like, and he looked at me, he's like, save your money, mom. <laughs> and he was so right. He was so right though, because she would have been miserable, you know, and, um, but like, she's always wanting to do activities, but she unfortunately inherited my clumsiness mm. and my lack of sports yeah. abilities. So, <laughs> so it's like, I'm trying to figure out things to put her in where there's other kids, you know, cause she yeah. likes music. You know, but piano lessons is, would be alone. Yeah. You know, well, other stuff would, you know. That we saw. Yeah, I got to look more into that. We got to, we, yeah. I, I have the paper, was, I think, for that. We'll have to. I have that, too. See what we can dig out. Because that's, and that's a tough thing, too. Because even, like, as they get older. Yeah. There's, it's sometimes hard to find a good fit. And it's, it's just, it's tough to navigate some of that stuff. Yeah, that's the thing where I'm at now because I know, like, she doesn't like Christmas break, spring break. Oh, I know. Summer break because she wants to see her friends. I miss my friends, you know. And so, and being that we don't go to the school, it's right in our neighborhood. The The kids kids that she goes to school, the the kids at her school live around the neighborhood of her school. The majority of them do. Mm -hmm. So, she doesn't really know the kids in the neighborhood yeah you know and um and plus again she like with some of her 
physical things like riding a bike. Yeah. She still can't do that yet. You know, a scooter's kind of awkward, but she does it. Um, you know, so it's um when you see like other kids outside zooming around on their bike already when they're like three or four and like she yeah. is having a hard time pedaling yep. on a bike with training wheels at seven still, you know, it's 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 a little different, you know, with some of the neighborhood kids and stuff. So it's but I mean, but she has great friends at school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so and and good support. And good support. And that's you know, and I've always told important. her that she, you know, she's allowed because she knows my phone number that she's allowed to give it to her friends to give to their parents mm-hmm. and stuff. So, but being cool. that this is a new school year, because I had friends' numbers from her school yeah. from last year, but she doesn't go there anymore. So yeah, and, that's that's tough. And then hanging out with them would just make her sad. Yeah, then she doesn't get to see them all the time and yeah start it would, that starts it, a whole nother thing yeah but it, <laughs> yeah i told like i i can yeah yeah i can totally see that yeah because i mean andrew has his set of his guy friends mm-hmm. his boys and like he has a really good group of friends yeah so aria just i think being that she's staying in the program at the school she's at now mm-hmm. um with how outgoing she is I know, like, making friends isn't a problem for her, you know, but just stuff to do over, especially the summer. I was just starting the car, so it was warm for her. To pick her up. Okay. So summer for her, trying to find stuff, especially during then for her to do, mm-hmm. where she's not just down at grandma's while mommy works or something and yeah. stuff like that. So, so that she's interacting with other kids and stuff so yeah getting that that experience is really important yeah so like looking in the summer programs or something for her well here's the 2024 yeah <laughs> we'll exactly see, we'll, see what so, that, we'll see what that brings that is definitely i have a long list of goals good for the kids and me so, yeah and oh, I, so do I. and i sorry isn't it kids is it kid, i think it's supposed is to be it kids, kids and me. me or kids and me. i think it's kids and me but it I never sounds language right. arts i taught social studies Elliot always corrects me. He's like, it's Ask you're Elliot supposed to say Elliot and me. <laughs> and I'm like, but it sounds weird. I always say like Elliot and I. I don't know. I Anyhow. do as well. So. so, and speaking of Aria, uh, we're going to close this whole thing off with um, Aria's little interview. Oh, God. Yeah. It was so much, it was so much fun. <laughs> She's been wanting to do this forever and we got it done and, and just it's only like five or six minutes or something like that. And it's, we figured we would kind of tack it on to the end of this to kind of mm-hmm. wrap up everything in a nice little, you know, bow. Um, but it was, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. She's a trip. Yes. So <laughs> to say the least, <laughs> it's, it's adorable. So just be prepared. Uh, yeah. So then we'll let you guys, we'll kind of end it with that. Let you guys listen to, uh, Aria be adorable. And, We'll pick this up in January or February, I think, is what the goal is. Sounds good. Perfect. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. Happy right. New Year, everybody. So, Same. we're back. Happy New Year, guys. And guess who's here? Aria's here. Yeah. Are you excited? Yes. Okay. So, how old are you, Aria? Seven years old. Seven years old. Wow. What grade are you in? First grade. Do you like school? 
Yes. What's your favorite thing about school? Doing reading. Reading? Yes. Okay. Uh, what is your least favorite thing about school? Doing hard math stuff. I was going to say, I thought it was math stuff. Do you like recess? Yes. Nice. You wanted me to make sure I asked you about your superpower. My superpower is reading. You like reading? Yes. You read really, really well. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard you read, I couldn't believe you were only seven years old. I actually still, I still do that sometimes. <laughs> when you read and you're reading like these really big words and you're just doing so well, it's just like, geez, oh man, are you not, are you sure you're not like 30 years old? No. You're, you're seven? Yes. Okay. So what kinds of things do you do for fun? Uh, I like to play and watch movies like the Super Mario movie. Nice. I watch that a lot. You like Super Mario, don't you? Yes, I nice. do. Yeah, my favorite and my favorite part of the movie is my favorite characters are Princess Peach and Donkey Kong. Oh, all right. Yeah. How about do you have a favorite singer? Yes. Is it Taylor Swift? Yes. What do you like about Taylor Swift? Because she sings beautiful songs, and I learned Taylor Swift from my mom. Oh. That's how I... Your mom is a Swifty. Yeah. And That's why I became a Swifty. And what did I become? A Swifty, too. <laughs> yes, I have. Yep. So. So, you have been wanting to be on the podcast forever. Yes. What's so fun about podcasting for you? Because it's fun to do it with Rob. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. And I remember we used to do, remember Aria's News? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we used to do Aria's News and Weather yep. Reports. Yes. That was fun. I'm going to do it today. Oh, oh, okay. On weather, weather reports. You're going to do a weather report? Yep, on your phone. Okay. Oh, you need to see it? Yes. Okay. There you go. This kind. Hold on. Okay. That was AccuWeather. Isn't that what you wanted? She's now navigating my phone, trying to find her favorite weather app. Oh, there. Oh, that one. It is 40 degrees. 40 degrees? Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be sunny. Well, that's good. What do you like so much about the weather? Because it lets me know what the weather is. Mm -hmm. And if there's any warnings in the world... Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to report them. Okay. I think we're pretty good right now, right? Next, we are going to look at the air quality. It's just good right now. Well, that's good. Yeah. Now we're going to see 
the UV index. Okay. What's the UV index currently? Should be zero. Yes. Yep. Low for the rest of the day. And it says the sunset. Yeah, it's dark out. Yep. Next, we're going to look at the wind. It's the ninth. Oh, it's uh, nine miles an hour? Yeah, yeah, nine miles an hour. Next, we're going to look the Felix. It feels like 34 degrees. Okay. So wind temp- is making it colder. Oh, so so when the temperature is actually 40 degrees and the wind is blowing, it makes it feel like it's colder? Yeah. Oh, okay. We are going to look at the pres- prescription. Precip- precipitation? Prescription. It's precipitation. precipitation. It means rain. Zero. Zero percent? Yep. That means no rain. No rain tonight. Visibility. The visibility. Ability is 21. 21 it's miles? Per- it's perfectly clear. Cool. Humidity is 65%. Very cool. Now we're going to look at the moon. It's new moon. Oh, it's a new moon? Yes. Okay. So For what do you want to be when you grow up? A nurse. Why do you want to be a nurse? Because I want to take care of people. Oh. Where do you want to be a nurse at? Like, is, do you want to be in like a hospital or a doctor's office or? Acton Children's Hospital. Oh, okay. I've been there a lot with my kids. I really like Akron Children's Hospital. Are you excited about Christmas? Yes. What are you most excited about? Santa giving me presents. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, Miss Aria... Uh, as we wrap this up, what do you want to tell everybody to do? I want them to do lots of fun stuff, play games together, and have fun. I like it. So, I agree. This is Aria signing off. Yep. And what's your catchphrase? Stay sweet. All right. Yep. Stay sweet, everyone. Yep. And have a good day. And stay unicorny. Stay unicorny too. Okay. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. Before I let you go, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to tune in today. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I put a lot of time and energy into each one of these episodes because I want there to be a resource for you that wasn't available for me when I was going through this with my kids. And, you know, I, I want there to be a positive impact on your lives. I want you to be able to learn something and enjoy what you're hearing. So uh, thank you again. I really appreciate it. For more information, you can visit theautismdad.com. You can subscribe on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps. And uh, I will talk to you next week. Thank you.